Power Level is recorded in front of a live digital audience exclusively at Ritual Motions Guild. Aimed toward gamers, Ritual Motions Guild is all about gamers united in live discussion. Join us every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central to join the conversation. Registration is free at ritualmotion.com. and welcome to Power Level. I am one of your hosts, Crystal Mills, and joining me as usual are my amazing co-hosts, Alex Hachi and Rebecca Dixon. Welcome back, you two. Welcome back, Rebecca. We missed you last week. I know, but you, you had a good sub in Rebecca Wellman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, if any of you missed last week's episode, we jumped into the importance of award shows in gaming. It was a pretty cool discussion. Uh, we got to talk a little bit more about the Gamers Awards, which we will also be doing today as well. So I'm awesome. really excited. Yeah. But uh, how was your trip last week? It was great. I was in Vegas for the Esports Business Summit, and it was so much fun to be in person to see a lot of people from the industry and actually almost everybody who i had been talking to for you know up to 18 months uh and had not met um because i i probably have mentioned it on here before but we launched the same week that covid shut down the country so i have met a few people now that things have been a little bit more open in the past couple of months but not that many so it was really fun and the content that we were able to, you know, hear at all of the different panels was excellent. And at the Gamers, we were able to host a workshop on diversity, um, equity, and inclusion, specifically for um, women, but but every all of it. Um, and we had some incredible panelists and keynotes. And it was just, it was really an incredible event all around. I I am glad I had the opportunity to go. Yes, I was seeing all of the pictures everyone was posting online and I was just, I was exceeding. I was like, I wish I could be there. I've never even been to Vegas. It's like, I want to go so bad. Next year is going to be the year. <laughs> Definitely. I would, I would highly recommend it. Put it on the list because it's, um, well, Vegas, first of all, is a really fun place <laughs> and it's just great to be able to kind of see people in person for one thing. Obviously that's not a nice thing after we've been all cooped up for so long, but also I think to be able to kind of hear what people are talking about, both on the official industry, you know, esports business summit sponsored um, talks, but also just casually, like what's percolating, what are what's on people's minds in the esports and gaming industry. So it's fun. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. God, yeah, I'm gonna next year is the year I'm gonna meet everyone and do all of the things. I'm yeah. ready for it. <laughs> Most definitely. What All right. You, what, what would you say is like the hub city for gaming? Because Dallas mm -hmm. is getting optics from Chicago. So I feel like Dallas is starting to become the esports capital. I think Dallas is a big one. And the other one I would have to mention would be Atlanta. Uh -huh. I think both of them are. But that being said, I think what's actually pretty cool is that a lot of cities are hoping to position themselves as the esports capital. But even if they don't necessarily win that competition, it's still just great to see cities themselves coming around um, to incentivize gaming companies, game developers, 
um, publishers and esports orgs to you know to to set roots in the cities because that that benefits all of us. So what's kind of interesting about it that because I've taken a huge interest in this like city focused piece of the business because um, because we launched during COVID and it was all remote. I didn't realize that um, that. At, at, you know, for the first maybe six months of the existence of the gamers, I had no idea that that an in-person aspect was so important to both gamers and gaming industry um, people. And now that I know that, I love that that you know, like even city governments are kind of coming around. Sort of like when the movie industry started incentivizing um, movies to be shot in certain cities. Um, and being in New York, I mean, New York has a little bit of a lot of industries and a lot of a few industries, but I wouldn't say it's really, at least as of yet, I wouldn't say it's emerging as a gaming capital. So it's kind of fun to watch the other, watch the other ones. But yeah, Chicago for sure. And Dallas, and I would have to also add Atlanta. Nice. Nashville. We need more esports in Nashville. I'm just going to put that out there. Anyone listening? I mean, I would love to have a reason to come to Nashville at Crystal. I went to college there. I think I told you that. And my Close friend from college lives there, so I'll, I'll be on board with more gaming in Nashville. Yes, yes, please. I mean, come on. We have the Predators. We have the Titans. Yeah. We just need some esports. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's go, go ahead and jump into the main topic. Um, the first topic we're going to cover is uh, something that's that can easily turn into a little bit of a debate, I think, in this industry. Um, talking about should content creators also be role models? And I'm really curious to get kind of both of your perspectives, uh, Rebecca specifically, because coming at it differently from a parent's perspective as well. Uh, so I'm just going to toss the question out and either one of you can jump in. Like, what are your thoughts as far as content creators and should they have a responsibility to, to kind of be the heightened moral figures? Um, yeah, I, I'm happy to kick it off. What I think I I don't land on should or shouldn't on this question. Um, I think it, the way I look at it is more whether or not they want to be role mm -hmm. models, they are in front of people who are following them. Um, that's a fact. And it's not unlike movie stars. Um, so, you know, the... What, what I think as a content creator, what, they, what what has to sort of be fleshed out is they're going to have people watching them. They probably have a pretty good idea of general um, demographics of people watching them. And so they, you know, they have to know that that's the case. Um, and should they or shouldn't they? I mean, that's such a big question because, mm -hmm. you know, as a parent of, of two young daughters, I, I certainly take responsibility as well in what my daughters are consuming. So um, if they, if a content creator decides, I don't care, I don't want to be a role model, that's okay, I guess, but then that's going to impact potentially who's allowed to watch them or what kind of, um, you know, feedback they get in the media. Um, and, and they have to kind of deal with that because at the end of the day again just like sort of the, the movie and and to some extent the music industry it only works because they they have fans mm -hmm. right that's the point of it or that's that's one of the points of it um and so i do think you can't say well i didn't want to be in front of people um because that's sort of how it starts but 
All that said, um, I'm not a content creator. So that's that, that's a perspective from a parent and then also from, um, you know, from somebody who's who is a part of an organization that's trying to create the the best possible way for content creators and streamers to stay true to themselves and also monetize their stream if that's what they want. Um, but just to realize that the whole model of of it of that of content creation in the first place and, and streaming it is you know with the model that people might be watching and so there are repercussions as a result mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think uh one of the the spotlights that i like to put on content creators is you know specifically ninja i think it's kind of fascinating because of how you know he started doing content kind of the persona that he had and then the way that he basically just exploded thanks to Fortnite. but you know that was when obviously he had more of a younger demographic that was starting to tune in because of Fortnite. and then you know he he started to model himself as this as more of a family oriented uh, type of a channel um which you know obviously is not the case anymore he's you know gotten back to you know whether it's himself or whatever persona that he wants to to push out in front of people but i think it's, it's curious to see how content creators are trying to develop these careers and how they're trying to 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 retain a specific kind of audience based on the success that they get from them um, and I think, you know, like I said, Ninja is a very interesting case because when he first started, you know, back in the Halo days, you know, people would probably say that he was pretty toxic. Uh, you right. know, he's he an esports player. I mean, that, that's part of the job sometimes, you know, you, you have these roles and you have a personality and people latch onto that. And I think the the cool part is is just kind of seeing that transformation over time, specifically with Fortnite. You know, suddenly you were seeing his merchandise and his logo and you know WalMarts and kids were wearing his clothes and he has skins and games now. You know, how do you you know how do you transform who you think you are into this image to retain an audience? And then what happens when you decide? You know, obviously that wasn't for him, so he's right. back. You know, being himself. It's not like. It's not like, you know, Dr. Disrespect, for instance, where it's very obviously a character that he's playing for right. the screen. You know, it's not himself. Um, you know, for someone like Ninja, you know, obviously he has this specific image um, and the way that he's perceived, but it's still him. Yeah, I mean, I do think that people um, are in this is just my opinion, but I, I have room for evolving and, and changing. And I think we all can learn as time goes on. I mean, you're right in the trajectory of Ninja's career. That's how it happened. So I don't think he sat down one day and said, I bet this is what's going to happen. <laughs> Here's going to be my, you know, image and who's going to be watching me. Um, on the other hand, you know, sometimes then things, the conversation revolves around like, yeah, but you have a wife. Um, and things like that can change um, the the way that that sometimes it's the content creator, sometimes it's the community following. Um, and I, I do believe that there's there's room for, for ebbing and flowing and change. Um, but you know, like I said before, the most important thing that I think is you know just significant to not lose sight of is that whether or not they should or should be moral um, you know role models they are in front of people mm -hmm. that is the definition of it so 
Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting that like Jordan saying in chat, uh, talking about, for instance, Pokimane starting her own content creator agencies. Like, you know, in the beginning, you're this individual person that's just playing games and people tune into you because they just, you know, they like who you are, they like your personality. But when you move into these larger roles in an official business, uh, that spotlight and the way that you, the way that you kind of cultivate that image and atmosphere changes quite a bit. Um, yeah. I mean, look at, you know, Valkyrie, for example, you know, Ray's product line that she just came out with that obviously there was a lot of controversy around that, uh, which we won't get into. But the thing is, with that is, is that when you move from an area like content where you're streaming games and you know what it is, you know, your path in front of you, you're, you know, that's what you do. That's your skill. And then suddenly you're kind of thrust into the spotlight of, you know, I, now I'm a business owner. Now I have products. Um, I also have, you know, this young demographic of followers that are going to buy this product. What happens when that product is a little bit misleading? Like, is that, you know, how do you deal with that? So I think that we're just now kind of reaching that point in the industry where these people that started off as, you know, this is who I am. I'm a content creator to now they're suddenly business owners and everything right. changes. Alex, you look so cold. Um, <laughs> it's a little, a little cold. Just gotta get the right layers. Um, backstage and if you're just listening, I am in like four layers right now, but I am very comfortable. And after this, I will play a lot of Apex. So I gotta be, gotta be comfy. Gotta wear the Ateo, you know. There you go. Gaming. <laughs> um, so, um, so far the discussion has been great. I've been listening. And I think it's really interesting seeing role models in the industry when they're talking more about industry stuff. So things like, you know, how to be a partnership role in the industry or how to be a game dev. I think representation is really important when it comes to role model. Um, the only like gray area that I feel and I feel like parents can say a lot more about this is definitely when it comes to like image and products and just like overall attitudes of what they have and like yeah kids can be very influenced by that and want to be cool but I just say and it could be a bit rude or disrespectful I don't know just kids will kids will be kids but I mean can we can we blame them for just want to have fun and play games and you know be cool and, and we're all the fun merch so you know I, I think it's just it's a it's definitely a community effort to moderate that and to, you know, sort of just always just keep in mind that, you know, whatever's trending isn't all, always what's best for the collective. Uh, but I think it is really interesting to see uh, a lot of people that are becoming more in the business role. Um, and that's a really big milestone in their career as a broadcaster, as a as a gamer. So I think more and more resources and agencies will come out to really help uh, navigate that type of decision making that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. I think it is, uh, there's a divide because especially when you start talking about the subject to content creators that do have that audience, uh, you have the side where people are like, okay, well, you are in the spotlight, you have an audience, you have a responsibility to protect that audience. Whereas on the other side, you know, the content creators are like, well, you know, the parents should also be here. This is their job to make sure that their kids are not doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Like, you know, Ninja saying, you know, it's not my job to get on every single day. And then if someone, you know, happens to say a racial slur to stop what he's doing and be like, all right, kitty, this is, this is wrong. You don't need to say that. But it's like, 
the thing with that is, you know, maybe you should. You know, yeah, I mean, it's still your community. Like, yeah. don't don't let that stuff fly. That's yeah. not appropriate. It's, it's just, right Even if somebody's just trying to get a joke in like no that's that's not a joke that's right. not and i think you're starting <laughs> to see more content creators really like dive into to that and say hey you know just side note not cool don't do that um i think we just lost alex she <laughs> um but yeah I, I do think that uh it's it's just one of those debates where you you argue about it saying you know is it the content creator's responsibility to have these conversations with these kids or is it the parent's responsibility to make sure that you know they're obviously not doing things that they shouldn't be doing and then side, the side buttons got me <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think they worked half the time you know like where were you during apex see it once again just clicking stuff all right not gonna touch the mouse <laughs> Uh, the one thing that I did want to point out about this conversation too, and it just happened to come like right after I was starting to build this outline, uh, Courage from 100 Thieves, uh, actually he posted a tweet, was saying that he had the worst conversation that he had ever had with a parent. Um, he basically said that they blamed gaming and YouTubers for the fact that her 12-year-old child was watching Squid Game. And no. yeah, and I, I, you know, obviously he didn't share all of the details. Isn't but... Squid Games like scary? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't I watched it. I just started watching it. It just seems Definitely a bit not appropriate for 12. It just seems a bit gore, you know? Although that being said, I've, I do have uh, friends who have kids, parents, I, I know parents who have kids my kids' age and, and that have watched it, but I'm like, I mean, it's, I watch half of it like this myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like um, Hunger Games esque. Oh, I mean, it's not bad, but you know. Well, like that general thought, but like really, really violent. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's. Mm -mm. I yeah, just I find it interesting. Yeah, I just I find it interesting that the specific parent was like, "Yeah, my kid's watching Squid Game. It's your fault. You're a YouTuber. Like, how dare you?" And it's your fault you didn't put the uh, child lock on it. Which he even kids can go around it. Unplug the TV. Turn off yeah. the Wi-Fi. Come on. Which he even mentioned, and he uh, I think in one of the replies that he uh, was talking to other people about what was going on he was saying you know, she was so aggressive about it um and then he recommended you know having her kids get the youtube kids app and of course you know when you say things like that to a parent that maybe doesn't fully get the assignment they're like well now you're insinuating that i'm a bad parent it's like well you know Ooh, if you don't have there's control. just a lot of tech options that help me like separate what kids have access to but i mean growing up like if i didn't do something the wi-fi password got changed and like you were locked out of the wi-fi until it got done and like mm -hmm. you know that that was enough discipline for me to be like okay i'm not gonna do that again i'm gonna <laughs> listen i'm gonna get Wait, something done around now, here that's a brilliant idea that i'm oh gonna yeah no, as, that, as that happened kids next do yeah like my i had a programmer dad so he would make a proxy wall whatever and just block you out and it's actually so great because i feel like i know that my husband and i are so sick of being like we're gonna take away your ipad and then like yeah, no we had the whole router unplugged but that's hysterical yeah the whole router yeah, i don't want to unplug the router because i need it but like you know of course yeah but i mean if you just change the password like that that's enough to be like all right it's 10 o'clock no internet I'm like oh no 
Yeah, like really, fun. no internet. I'm, I'm like, did your dad have any other good parenting tips? To oh share? gosh, yeah. <laughs> the hacker, the hacker dad's uh, guide to making sure your kids focus on not using. But I mean, also too, just raising raising kids to understand that the internet's a tool and yeah if you do things like go to sites that you shouldn't go to or talk to people that you know you probably shouldn't be talking to like yeah you will get discipline and i think it's yeah. just a uh, communication and so i mean i was definitely raised to understand that the internet is a tool but then there also are like hey if you do this like you're you're going to get you're going to be in trouble like you know don't yeah. don't do things to get yourself in trouble right. yeah use that little teenage brain a little harder <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm waiting it's going to be a few few weeks months down the road and we're going to jump into a random episode of power level and rebecca's going to be like all right i did it the wi-fi password has been changed oh it's going to be actually next wednesday <laughs> oh no like it worked i feel for them so hard yeah, yeah no. it's uh it's it is challenging but uh, it did yeah. it did make it, i did remember it you know <laughs> yeah well it's i still remember to put the dishes in the dishwasher i still i still have that it's just etched in my brain <laughs> like if i don't do it the internet might go out that's pretty funny <laughs> oh, um, cool uh, but yeah no I, I agree i think alex what you said it's all about you know having that communication and talking to your kids like i mean i Frankly, I could have been the worst kid in the history of kids ever because my parents knew absolutely nothing about tech. I was the one that set up that the Wi-Fi password. I was the one who wanted to get the games. Uh, but funny. yeah, no, I got a PC before I got a phone. So like, well, my parents gave me a phone and they had all these restrictions. I was just like, I've got a computer. Like, where is this coming from? <laughs> if you take my phone away, that means I can't call you. So. I mean, All right. my, my dad literally called me like a, a couple of days ago and he was like, uh, do you remember what our Wi-Fi password is? I was like, dad, I haven't lived there in five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, but the, I think the one thing that, you know, just from my experience too, the one thing that my parents did that I, I do really appreciate is that they sat down and talked to me about the, the things that I was watching, the games that I was playing. Like I remember... I remember being in middle school and had no reason whatsoever to be playing Grand Theft Auto, but I did. And I think my mom realized that she could either let me play it at home where she was present and knew what was happening and could talk to me about it, or she could ignore it. And I was probably going to end up playing it at a friend's house anyway. And things could have ended up kind of, you know, iffy that way. But, you know, I, th I do, I think it's, it's all about communicating with your kids and tell them, you know, hey, th this is a game or this is, you know, a persona, this, this person that you're watching online isn't necessarily who you think they are. Like, you know, you can't embrace these figures as, you know, people that you worship, you know, <laughs> you know, we're kind of, a, we have a stand culture now and a lot of kids really kind of feed into that. So it's, it's definitely a, a form of communication between parents yeah. and kids no, 100%. Like, yeah it's like sometimes when you go out for ice cream you just gotta get the scoops no toppings because the toppings are just displays only they're just there for show yeah <laughs> it, it's true it, it is it is about communication i think and that's you know the hardest part for um so my kids are nine and eleven um oh, and age. the hardest point part for parents who are parents of kids that age are that most of us um, did not grow up. I mean, you guys are younger than me. Most of us didn't grow up with that, um, the anywhere near the technology that they have. So there's, they're, they are very soon going to be far 
more sophisticated than we are. And right now they already are on some things. They also aren't on some things just because of their age. But I mean, my 11 year old, it's probably, we're like probably within months of her just being ahead of us on everything. And so I do think it's communication. I do think it's education, but at some point I won't be able to educate myself enough to be ahead of them. And so it is, it just has to be communication. I mean, right now we use scare tactics for, um, for, you know, like meeting people online, like they could kidnap you and you'd never come home. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm making light of it, but like, truthfully, we actually do. We're like, it's, you know, it's just, you can't, you know, you have to be safe. Um, and we have, you know, all the settings set up, but like they change. It is true. Back in the day, the internet wasn't as creepy. But yeah. like now it's a bit more creepier. I'm just like, no, yeah. no, just just don't just don't meet people. No, no, this little chat room. Yeah. <laughs> unless it's like no, no, there is no unless. Like there's just now it's just a no. And unless you're an adult, then you make that decision. When you're a kid, you don't don't get that decision. Like that it's not not a good experience to have when you're young and have it go wrong. Um and I think just the scare tactics, yeah, but I think just educating is also just yeah. something to know. Because, I mean, what if there's a kid that wants to have an online personality? Like, how do you help them navigate through that? Like, there's oh, a lot wow. of, like, headless streaming. I heard that's a thing where, you know, you don't show your face. Like, all kinds of interesting ways that parents are helping their kids navigate who are a bit more outgoing or who just want to make content when they're younger. And, uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, I definitely remember getting scared <laughs> out of my mind for just like, oh, like, don't make videos, like, don't express yourself online, like, you know, just like, oh, okay. And so <laughs> now that now that I'm an adult, like, that's that's all that I do. Right. Yeah. You know, I have a whole career around just just posting tweets, you know, just having fun. Um. So I think it's I think it's interesting, but yeah, like. Once again, I think it's just, it's a little bit on educating, but yeah, definitely safety. Even like now, like, um, like cyber security stuff, which I think some gamers touch upon that, like, you know, how to keep your data safe, but like, yeah, no, really keep, <laughs> keep your data safe. <laughs> uh, I think like, that's a discussion that no matter what age we all should have. And there definitely should be more role models in that space of like, keep, keep, don't share your screen. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't, don't show anything personal <laughs> online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, with that being said, anyone in chat, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are as well. So do, if you think the content creators should be role models, do you think it's a little bit more complex? Than, you know, it's a very simple yeah. question. Or like, who was your favorite online role model that hey. you really got into when you were younger? Like, hey. that's, I think... I think Jenna Marbles was probably like one of the first like YouTubers I binge watch. She had the cute dogs and I was just like, oh, she's funny. <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah, I'm trying to think like who else was like my first like first YouTuber that I really got into. I don't know. Just like, you know, just be watch. You just start binge watching. And then even to like uh, early, like later on, Tana Mojo. Okay, so she was super funny in her earlier, early videos. And then just like as it kind of got bigger, like of course, yeah. So she, <laughs> she was hilarious when she first like started making YouTube videos. So you know, you just and then like I just like remember watching Tana Mojo's early videos, and I was just like, yeah, I hope no young people like try to do that because like yeah, she didn't plan on having great. epic nights, but she just did. So 
<laughs> yeah, who doesn't love a good person who tells stories? Come on. That's what it's all about, right? <laughs> All right, well, we're reaching that halfway point. Uh, we do have a special guest that I will pull up on stage right now. Um, Rebecca, if you want to do the introductions, I'll make sure she gets up here and gets, gets in and everything. Sure. <laughs> we are going to talk about the Gamers Awards, which are, I know you talked about them last week when I wasn't here, and had Rebecca Wellman. And this week we have Leonie Leonard from the Gamers. She is special projects coordinator at um with the gamers and she is very heavily involved in the awards so i will let her introduce herself and leonie if you wanted to just um well, i guess crystal and alex you can say hi to leonie too and then we can just talk about the awards and where we are it's a really exciting point yeah yeah it's really nice to finally meet you <laughs> i know you say it's good to be here so yeah, if you want to just introduce yourself for everyone watching and talk a little bit about what you do with the game hers and in the industry, and then we'll go from there. No problem. So I'm Leonie and I am the, um, I don't know what the, you would really call it, head of special projects, awards coordinator for the gamers. And um, yeah, we are in the middle of the second annual gamers awards. Um, <clears throat> voting just ended on Monday, so two days ago, um, which is amazing. I can't believe that the voting process is over already. Um, we're at that point. We are in the middle of counting the votes to find out who our winners are. And we will um, have our award show on Twitch November 18th at seven o'clock where we will announce the winners and have the most amazing show hosted by um, NARS and one of our founders, Verda. And yeah, it's been it's been a crazy few months. Um, you know, the the awards is such a positive, amazing um, event that we have. This is only our second time ever having a Gamers um, Awards, but last year it just completely blew up more than we could ever um, imagine that it would. So yeah, it's, it's all good. It's exciting. We're excited. I know uh, last week, um, Rebecca with a K <laughs> uh, mentioned that I was trying to ask her kind of, you know, compare how last year went compared to, you know, how big it probably is this year. I know that there's quite a bit of difference between the, the two years, despite the fact that, you know, even in the first year, everything exploded, exploded. Uh, <laughs> and, and unexpectedly with such a small team. That's I told her, I was like, that's usually when it happens is when you're not prepared and you have a microscopic team to deal with it. <laughs> I know. And it's like, even though after seeing how big it exploded last year, we were kind of, you know, anticipating it to go big this year, but like the votes doubled this year compared to last year so even that you know like you expect things to go up a little just as each year as you go on you don't expect them to double you know so it's just been crazy um and we you know we've got a lot more awards this year we've got 38 individual awards this year um in our six different categories so there's just a lot more people getting recognized we, we still have some of the same awards that we had last year but um some really good additions um some sponsored awards this year so no it's it's really good yeah yeah absolutely yeah no i it was just crazy because um you know we were talking about it last week and she was mentioning like you know how a lot of people didn't really know what the gamers were at the time until the awards started to i mean quite literally explode on the internet and i i was kind of one of those people i didn't really know 
you know, what the game hers was until I saw, I think it was on Instagram when I first saw it. And I was like, oh, you know, I gotta, gotta check this out. Not really knowing, you know, what was gonna happen. Um, the fact that I get to meet all of you now is is great. Um, but I love the the positivity around the awards. I love the representation and, and just, there's a big sense of community in that, which I really, really appreciate. Well, definitely. That was one of the other things as well. You know, we've got um, some people that were nominees for this year's awards and um, there wasn't too many, but there was a few that I got back to say, oh my God, like I didn't even know that the gamers had, you know, an event every year. And the nicest thing about that was because our nominations were 100% community driven, I was emailing people to let them know that they were nominated for an award. So they was like someone random some random person out there just voted for someone because they you know they liked what they seen you know they've been following them on twitter or twitch or whatever which whichever of their platforms that it was so these people were just like wait what someone that follows me nominated me like this is amazing and it was just that nice thing for them to know that whatever it is that they're doing they're doing a good job because someone that's following them feels like they deserve to be recognized and be deserved to be nominated for a competition like the gamers awards so yeah it's just, it's it was nice yeah i know yeah, it's cool because we um we you know we started the gamers specifically so that we could do things like amplify and celebrate women mm -hmm. in gaming who deserve that um and the awards certainly you know does that um, accomplishes that goal but i think that when we first started the company we thought about it from a macro level kind of like you know there are 2.8 billion gamers in the world and almost half of them are women and that doesn't seem to be reflected in the media you know like that's sort of what, how, how it starts and then what was really neat that leone got to um experience and then she would share with our team is at the end of the day, it's just a human thing. And so the stories that she told, and she just was referencing some of them, you know, it really is something, an event that could make somebody feel so valued and um, and just change, like, certainly change their day and make them a little happier, but also just make it, just change kind of how they're feeling about what they're doing in life. Um, and last year, so many times after the nominations, um, happened, we would be talking to other people in the industry or other gamers or whatever, and they'd say, oh my gosh, my friend who's been in the industry for 20 years got nominated and she so deserves it. And it's just, you know, it had that cascading effect of making everybody feel good. And it was, it was so cool. Um, but definitely um, Leone's role of letting the winners or letting the nominees know, um, and I guess letting the winners know at some point too, but um, they, it's just, it was such a personal aspect of it. So I know that's why we were excited to um, have you come and share that, Leonie. Yeah, no, I, we, I was talking about this last week um, with Sports Illustrated and um, it might be a little bit biased, but I would say that <laughs> for the awards, I get the best part, I get the best job. Um, just reaching out to all the nominees to let them know that they have been nominated for award was, you know, who doesn't like to be the bearer of good news? Like that's one of my favorite things, but when you get the responses back like you could I, just, I feel like i'm repeating myself just because i've, I've told pe so many people this over the past few weeks but you could literally feel the gratitude and the excitement coming through the emails um and the words that was just coming back from people um 
just things like, oh my God, this has made my day or this has made my week. Um, people saying things like, um, they, I think it was an organization they started just before our awards event last year and their main goal as a company this year was to be um, nominated for one of the gamers awards so like to know that we're you know a goal for a company out there a female company representing women them identifying people in the gaming industry like that was just incredible um, and then the other thing was like we you know we all know that it's been a crazy two years we've had covid we're finally coming out the other side hopefully <laughs> and gaming was something that really got through got people through that that time um and there was a few people that did respond back um whenever i emailed them to let them know that they've been nominated or that they're a finalist and it was just things like you know they really thought about giving up gaming and they've had to you know look after family members that have had covid they've had to miss out on so much because of covid so being nominated for a gamers award just kind of gave them that kind of little push that they needed to get back on the horse and keep doing what they were doing because someone out there or multiple people out there nominated them because they liked what they were doing so yeah I, just, I have to point out, I like that you're very casually like, you know, I talked to Sports Illustrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leonie was awesome on Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Good chat. Rick is, uh, Rick's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but yeah, thank you again so much, Leonie, for joining us. I think it's, it's the Gamers Awards just from a community aspect and as someone who is personally a fan. Um, it's just incredibly wholesome and really positive and i just i love how it, it swept through the community i think it's it's just brilliant so thank you both thank of you, you. Yeah, no, <laughs> looking definitely. forward to the final show it's gonna be, yes. gonna be a good one well we, we're, we're also at the gamers we're also thankful for leone and the rest of the the team that she works with because this is a, a great operational challenge to have, but we got a lot of votes. I don't know, Leone, do you know the final count? I mean, it was over. Yeah, it was, um, it was over, uh, I can't remember the exact number, but I think it was just below 150,000, or it might've actually hit 150,000. I can't remember the exact number, but it was right there on that, on that yeah, level. Yeah, and so that the not, I mean, that, that, that was just such an incredible um, amount of data and, um, you know, being that we weren't, so we weren't, we didn't realize how completely viral they were going to go again. Mm -hmm. Uh, next year we will be a little more prepared <laughs> on the back end to automate a lot of it, but there was a lot of, um, a lot of really personal work that went into it from our team. And so we're always, um, very thankful for that because it's, it's a, it's a big lift, but certainly one that's worth it. Yeah. I, it's worth it. <laughs> just can't believe like I would be so overwhelmed just knowing that you know yeah especially like with the outreach and everything that you do behind the scenes that people don't necessarily see like that's that's wild especially with the the amount of votes and the amount of people that were involved it's just incredible <laughs> it, it gets crazy the times that it gets the most craziest is when nominations end so it's figuring out who got nominated letting them know and then <laughs> the first round of voting ends count the votes let them know who's the finalist and then just this week monday was counting the um the votes for the winners and we are going to be in touch with them very soon oh well maybe we can get some of the winners on power level definitely. yeah we definitely want to um do that after the awards that would be really fun yes. that all right. 
Awesome. Well, on that note, (laughs) we have lots of things to plan now. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Um, But yeah, on that note, we are, we're approaching the end, I think, of this episode. So once again, thank you, Leonie. Thank you, everyone, for joining, everyone in chat for joining. It's been really fun. I think this uh, this session's been awesome. Uh, So the way that things work now, if you're brand new and you haven't been here before, we're going to close out the episode and move into networking. Um, If you want to join and chat for a little bit, you're more than welcome to. If not, then you are more than welcome to. Peace out, and we'll see you next week. But um, yeah, it's been fun. If you aren't already follow power level on twitter it's p-w-r-l-e-v-e-l we also have an official website now at powerlevelpodcast.com so go there see all the episodes sign up for the mailing list uh who knows what will end up in your inbox nothing scary i promise you can unsubscribe anytime and if you like to listen to podcasts every single episode goes live every friday on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts so make sure you you listen there and uh, if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Alex is going to post it on, on the wall back there. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get these wins going on the wall. All right. Well, um, does anyone right. else have anything to add before we move into networking? No. Thank you. Great to see you guys. Thank oh. you.